all right what's going on everybody um yeah we're back for another hot fire episode of bar for bar with izzy baker and as always i'm going to introduce some things but remember i do not own any of the rights to these songs and these people especially today are extremely rich and they got fans like no other i'm not trying to get taken out this early i ain't even all the way on so let's let's not do that (laughs) but this week's episode is going to be a little different um there's going to be introduction to a few new segments you know and i had to bring in backup for this episode because this episode i couldn't do by myself i couldn't even do it by myself if i wanted to they wasn't gonna let me so i said (laughs) i went on a casting call and i'm like okay and we had thousands and hundreds of people audition for this this role (laughs) i needed two people for the role and then that was like the last two standing so let me introduce my guest we're gonna start with the lady first say your name who you are where you from Hey, I'm Shell. Um, I'm from a lot of different places, actually, but mostly Georgia. So um, I am a makeup artist, um, local in Houston, but I do travel. Um, so that's me. Marcus. How y'all doing? My name is Marcus. I am originally from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, same as Izzy. And I currently live in Houston. So I'm excited to be on here, and uh, I have my own podcast. I'm trying to get going back up, so happy to be here just to be a part of this as well. All right. So first, um, just keeping it short because I've talked about both of these people on the this podcast before. So, quick introduction for those that don't know: we are doing a to see who had the summer on lock. All right, as far as dance <laughs> music, and of course, a lot of albums dropped this summer. Summers drop people. Everybody always drop an album in the summertime, and the summer always has its own vibe every summer has a vibe like mm-hmm. i saw a playlist from summer 16 like the songs that came out that summer was totally crazy. different yeah and totally different. <laughs> like, yeah. like 17 had his own vibe 18 and 2022 had his own vibe and this one i feel like was kind of like people were going for like that party kind of vibe it's so two of the most I'm not going to say most creative, but two, well, one of them can, we can argue that is, but the other one, mm. but two of the most creative people to be out right now, well, not out, but you know, most notable, I guess you could say Beyonce mm-hmm. and Drake, mm-hmm. they both dropped dance like albums. Like I told Montronique the other day, they, every song, well, most songs, not all songs, you make it sound, you can do like this the whole time, but I'm sure that was the goal. That was by design. So for those that don't know who is Drake, Aubrey Drake Graham is a Canadian rapper, singer, actor, and influential figure in contemporary popular music. Drake has been credited for popularizing singing in R&B and sensibilities in hip-hop. And who is Beyonce? Beyonce Giselle Knowles is an American singer, songwriter, producer, and actress. She performed in various singing and dancing competitions as a child. Rose to fame in the late 1990s with Destiny's Child, and which is still to this day one of the best uh selling girl groups of all time and you know her first major number one singles featured crazy in love and baby boy um all right so let's jump in right into things so both of them have dance albums right now there is a difference between because i've heard people say both and i want to hear y'all take on this people say dance hall and then people say chicago house so if we had to say which one was which, which do you think, would you say that both of them are dance hall? Would you say one of them is a, like a Chicago, like a house music album? And I know Marcus, you know about house music, especially because you know, 
where I know where you're from. So what do y'all, I'll start with Mantra and mm-hmm. then we'll go with Marcus. What is your take on that? I honestly wouldn't describe either one of them with either one of those names, just because when I think of dance hall, I think of a little bit more of a grind, getting girls to twerk kind of Caribbean feel. I just got a Caribbean and also like Vogue feel. So I really, Soho, I don't know, like Soho House kind of feel. Underground, you know, um, even I would even hear more Go, uh, is it Goku? In DC, I would hear that in the Beyonce album, and then with Drake, I hear just a little bit more of like that Caribbean. That's also a part of uh, Canada as well, uh, because they have so many races there. So that's what I kind of heard. So leaning towards that, I guess it's more dance hall because you could do it at a festival. But (laughs) yeah, but I mean, I don't really get the um, the house music vibe from either one of the albums right yeah i would say house so house is a little bit different like yeah i don't really get house from either i agree i think beyonce is a little more go-go and bounce Mm. really i mean she's been you know she yeah like since so i mean both of them have honestly been been experimenting with bounce music for the past few years because like even in my feelings and nice for what was like you know bounce and that was 2018 mm-hmm. and then um you know beyonce been working she's been you know working with big frida for about the past four or five years too who is literally from new orleans yeah you know which is bounce you know so like i feel like beyonce is a little more closer to like bounce slash go-go and then drake is kind of like you know like you said that that sound is canadian caribbean you know, European, like over in European, like over in Europe, like that, his album has been getting like a lot of play. Like it was, I'm pretty sure it was the number one album in Europe when it like came out for a couple weeks. So like, yeah, I would say definitely a little more of like the, his was a little more like dance hallish Caribbean vibe. And then you got more of the go-go with, go-go and bounce with Beyonce album mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. Now I just realized that, oh, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I just realized that, um, you know, Beyonce's mom, they're they're from here, but she also has like that Creole side. So I think yeah. she's like, yeah. I gave homage to Houston. Let me give some homage to New Orleans because it's also a very forgotten place that has started a lot of music scenes, right. culture, because um, people always focus on like. Georgia for trap, they focus on New York and they focus on mm-hmm. DC and things like that. Um, and sometimes California because they have their flair for music. But I think a lot of people forget about New Orleans um, and what they have added to the music scene. And not even just that, but blues and soul music as well. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't know what when you said I instantly thought when she was like, My daddy, Alabama. My- yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Sure. But I mean, but that just come with Houston too. Like mm-hmm. I always tell people that like when I moved here, every most of the black people I met, they like, oh yeah, I'm from Louisiana though. Like I'm not from Houston. Or, like my family from Louisiana. So like, I mean, I feel like if anybody in Houston is gonna appreciate I never heard bounce music like that until I moved down. Yeah, I did. So either. like, you know, anybody is gonna appreciate like that kind of sound even in Houston because everybody got Louisiana roots. So yeah. Yeah. And I think also with the hurricane, a lot of people got displaced here. So they brought yeah, you know, sure. air flare. They've been here long enough to, because I think Houston was really influenced mostly by the slow 
music and then um people who have the louisiana flair they have the zydeco and that was there but then mm-hmm. they kind of inherited the uh bounce music because of them from the people who moved here. yeah okay yeah for sure so basically i went ahead and got my research done and basically finding the difference between dance music and then the chicago house so according to the source house it's much more like y'all said groovy crude and more than dance it is a bit mm-hmm. slower also dance is a lot faster hard hitting and more pumping sound and most importantly the breakdown is replaced by a drop where the bass and sub bass is predominant gives the track a foundation house is a sub genre of dance so basically mm-hmm. you know and even i and technically i didn't okay. even know that that dance had sub genres under it so you think it's yeah that's why it got you know so many less so then would bounce be considered in dance or no I would say so. I would say so because the culture is not that different. Like if you were to, I, I remember seeing Nicki Minaj at like some Trinidadian, um, <laughs> don't do that, <laughs> at some like festival and the vibe of dance is similar to bounce. Like you're watching everybody do their best at this dance, right? And then there, it pops yeah. up the crowd as well to the, to the particular music. You can't really do those dances to any kind of song. It's specific yeah. to that, like bounce music, and you like you said, dance hall, which is um, that's what Spice does, right? From Love I was Spice. gonna bring her up. Yeah, I, wonder, I wish I could yeah. interview her and ask her how does she feel about this. Is she like like happy that people are more going into embracing, the culture, mm. or is she more like on some like you know I've y'all been doing stealing. this and now all of a sudden y'all getting famous for what I've been doing? Like you know I don't know. If she's gonna be like <laughs> Not that. just stealing. Hey, 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 it's Spice. Spice the one that did that. Uh, what was that sound? Uh, uh, Rob, Rob and Black China, boom, boom. Yeah, like, wasn't that her that did like all that? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she wild. Yeah, she wild. But now nah, you know what? I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned subgenre, uh, subgenres because, like, one of my biggest beefs when it comes to like music lately, specifically within our culture, is that like, you know, we argue all the time about like who is like the you know the best, the top one in every single category, where there's artist, hip hop, singer. But, like, one thing that always bothered me about us is, like, bro, white people got so many legends. Like, they have so many, like, mm-hmm. bands and they- artists who they deem is, like, the great because they got so many genres. We've only, I feel like we've always limited ourselves to only, you know, discussing, like, just two genres, just rap. Really, rap and hip-hop should be two different, separate genre- I- genres anyway. Yeah. And then, you know, R&B. So, like... But I'm kind of glad. I feel like Beyonce and Drake, they opened the door with this because we're bringing in, you know, two new kind of genres within the black community. Because now we can be like, oh, yeah, well, this is a dance album. But like, this is the best dance album. Like now we making more room for like, you know, dance artists, Afrobeats artists, because we shouldn't just have two genres to sit here and argue about. Like we too creative for all of that. And all these artists are different. Like I shouldn't be having to sit here and compare, you know, rappers and singers that are nowhere on the same yeah, level because they don't make the same music so yeah for sure so that's why i'm happy they made these albums for real because even like if you go on apple they kind of break down genres even more lately which i can appreciate yeah because you have like r&b but then you have soul r&b and then you have pop r&b and then you have um I forget, there's a, another one on there it's another one that's like like R and B, but it has a jazz feel, and they gave it a title. Okay, I can't remember, but you you'll have like even Ari. They're not putting Ari Lennox and Beyonce in the same genre because it's a different yeah. R and B. 
um, and that feel is just different. Um, so I like that too. Um, I do agree that yeah. when, even with rap, you know, I feel like rap can go into different cohorts. It's not, you know, everyone talks about the same people agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just also so hard because now you have people who are not label driven, who are independent too, that a lot of people right. on, and they have their own genre. Um, and I think mostly TikTok and Twitter and SoundCloud are responsible for that because people can develop their own sound and get, get it popularized. So mm. I think that's good for some people. No, it's it's definitely good. Like because like we we need that we need that separation amongst ourselves just to just to make room for more people. I remember I think it was in twenty nineteen because Ari Ari dropped her album in twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. Shea Butter Baby, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember so this one Lizzo was like cleaning up at award shows, you know, <laughs> like I mean cleaning up for real. So the I think this was the American Music Awards. Uh, I don't think it was the BET Awards. I think it was the American Music Awards. And Lizzo was nominated for like four or five pop, you know, nominations. Because that's what she is. I mean, Lizzo's a pop artist, like hands down. Um, but then she was nominated in the R&B category. And so was Ari. Mm-hmm. And Lizzo won. <laughs> and like there was a lot of people, including me, you know, on Twitter kind of had like, you know, was kind of upset. And I was too, because I'm like, damn, Ari dropped an amazing album. She's not about to be nominated in these crazy categories at the American Music Awards because they only got so many categories for R&B and rap anyway. So for Lizzo to win that award, now obviously I don't blame Lizzo. Like she yeah. ain't got no control over what award she win. But it's like that goes to show how like, you know, we're more so grouped by color rather than actually by like the music. Because Lizzo ain't no damn R&B artist. Like we know that. They ain't, ain't even close. So like we need, it's, it's about time some people kind of like start drawing the lines between the genres and letting people get in because that's that type of stuff just shouldn't happen i think I that it. also oh <laughs> go ahead go ahead go i ahead. think it also <laughs> kind of aids into people's dislike of artists as well when they see that yeah. and, and then people automatically dislike a popular artist because they're like oh you're stealing all of this from harder working artists or more talented artists mm-hmm. just because you know you're popular so i think that adds to like the dislike and i mean i guess that adds to the the note that they want us to compete against each other and not collaborate, oh, right? So that's yeah, why you course. have a lot of rappers who are hesitant to add their flair to a dope song because they don't want to be compared or, you know, they, right, 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 they don't right. want their out their song to not go number one like this person. So it kind of prevents good music too from happening. Yeah. I think maybe one day, and as we continue to, you know, expand as a people and creativity in general is on a level it's never been and it keeps growing daily. Maybe it'll be something where it'll be a certain award show that'll be, I mean, because we had BET Awards, but we have some other stuff, but BET, let's keep it on, they only got a, a certain amount of time. So they and they lazy, say they're lazy with their nominations. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, nah, they definitely did. This one this year was not good. The one last year was decent. The one we yeah. actually watched over the here, it was, it was decent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that to me, that was one of the best in a few years. Yeah. For real. Last year was yeah. cool. Yeah. But, but since probably the Nipsey one. So that was the last good one besides that mm-hmm. one in like two Yeah. Nipsey one was good. Um, but I think that that's maybe need to be a goal and maybe this can be used as, you know, push them to like, okay, we need to give a 
uh, a nomination for who had the best dance hall, mm-hmm. who's killing it in the bounce community. Like we need to like really broaden that and then make sure that everybody can get instead of just lumping every black person to R and B. And then you looking like because at the end of the day, like I said, Lizzo and Ari Lennox, like I said, really can't compare. And right. They both great in what they do, and I love Ari Lennox. Personally, I mean, obviously Lizzo is a great artist, but I I like Ari Lennox way better. Yeah, but me too. Ari Lennox, her lane. Ari Lennox not going to dance, and she gonna be standing up there and singing right. like she doing karaoke because she can't yeah, dance. and it sucks because she can rock. actually sing and can <laughs> perform, but yeah, that's frustrating. But I, to add though, I did notice the BET Awards added like that international flair, but I feel like even that is so general because international is a lot of different things. And it's a lot in other languages and right. in other countries. Like, we ain't even think <laughs> yeah. so. The rise of Afro beats, I think, is one of the reasons why we're hearing like a Drake and Beyonce album like we are now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I But like I'll be honest, like, okay. All right, now I'm about to step in my fan lane real quick. You know what I'm saying? I want okay. you to hold I'm about to step in my fan lane. lane. We got time for that. I want you to hold that for right now. All right, I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold it. I'm going to wait. I'm you wait. have plenty of time. So let's move to where I just try to highlight people in the community for what they're doing, specifically music. Um, I would like to give a shout out, and y'all can, we're going to go down the line. I'm going to do Marcus and then you, Shell. Um, I want to give a shout out just based on this conversation mm-hmm. to all these international black artists. Typically, I would do someone personal, but for this one, just because we talking about it, because and maybe I need to even do my research just to kind of see the flares and see what they doing in Spain. Like, I don't know why I just thought randomly about Spain, but what they doing over there in Spain. So, Marcus, who do you want? They have and their version of drill. <laughs> they do. I'm saying that. <laughs> and it's not bad. No, it's not bad. In the community that you know personally, personally that, you know, is doing that thing musically you want to give a shout out to or... Just that you know. Are we saying international or just in general? Right now. I don't know. Someone might be doing something. <laughs> uh, as far as music-wise, uh, for sure, um, if, you know, if you, anybody, follow me, you know, I, uh, Rambo, artist from Memphis, dude, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm, I'm going to be biased because this is my best friend from college. But even aside from that, like, very talented. I mean, I feel like Memphis has truly shown its uh, – it's that it's established, you know, in the game right now. I mean, it's been established, you know, I grew up listening to Project Pat, uh, A-Ball, MJG, you know, but uh, three, six as well. But like now, I mean, you got, I feel like every, every, uh, every couple months, it's a new artist from Memphis. This, you know what I'm saying? Kind of putting on, you know, whether it, you know, even Glorilla, like Glorilla arguably got the song of the summer, you know, coming out of Memphis. So, um, but Rambo coming, you know, Rambo is an artist coming out of Memphis. This dude been working hard. Um, and then I think it's just dope to see like that process of somebody like grinding in person. Like it's really, it's really crazy to see that like upfront and personal. So like, yeah, Rambo, um, at the Rambo on Instagram is his name. And that's, that's somebody that he truly just been going crazy and putting on and trying to grow. Right. So anybody you're going to give a shout out to and it is musically. I'm, honestly, I've lately been loving the writers that turn into artists because I've really been paying attention to their struggles in that. And I always had a thought, okay, now since we're talking about Beyonce, you know, I'm not afraid of any state, but the Carrie Hilson Beyonce issue, I've always had a soft spot for Carrie Hilson because of how that was handled. 
And I just know it's extremely difficult for artists to, I mean, for writers to become artists when they're also helping other artists develop their sound. And they don't always get the credit and they also don't always get the help returned back to them to do their tracks. And so like money, Mooney Long? I don't really know how to pronounce it, but yeah, I, that's, that's right. yeah so mm-hmm. when you talked about creativity, I specifically have, I love her her sound because it's a sound, but it's just different. Um, and I know everybody mm-hmm. doesn't register to her sound, but it's a, I just love it. And it's kind of addictive and you can see, and then when you look at her catalog of who she's written for, it's yeah. like, I seen a playlist of just the songs she's written, and I'm like, whoa! Like, I'm talking about going back years. Like, she's been doing this for a long time. Right, bro. and it's actually ironic because we're talking about Drake. She actually um had an opportunity to work with Drake early on. It's a funny yeah. story, but she had an opportunity to work with Drake early on. And her boyfriend kept her from that opportunity. Right, it's like right mixtape Drake. So it would have been a perfect time. I get for it. Her. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I'll say this though. <laughs> You know, I get it. <laughs> that nigga is a menace. I, I completely understand. And I'll say that and we'll move to the next segment with the whole Muni Long thing or Money Long, whatever. Let me not say whatever because I don't want to be offensive. Yeah. But no, seriously, I, I, I like the whole, it takes, it's, you say it all, you see it all the time. It takes seven to 10 years to be overnight success. And that's why I get so frustrated when people start stuff and stop. Like, you literally could be on the breakthrough of your next thing mm-hmm. in a second because you can go from nobody knowing you literally one day and the next day everybody is flaming you on Twitter. And that's not a bad thing because that means they That's true. The guy, that guy that it's time to boss up. I can't remember his name, but you know the song that went viral on TikTok. That's funny because that song came out like three years prior to it going popular on TikTok. Yeah. And he talked about he felt like that was a good track, but mm-hmm. it just was the wrong time. But when it did kick off, yeah. it kicked off for him. So I thought, you know, that's that should be an ode to people who say, man, I'm just going to give up on this. Uh, consistency mm-hmm. is it does pay off. It just takes a while. In the instant right. gratification world. So let's move on to comparing and contrast. All right. I do this every time I do bar for bar with who, whomever I'm talking about. And for t- typically before I get into the actual breakdowns of whatever music, I do like comparing and contrasting the artists. So uh, the first, obviously, comparison is that both of them have created dance albums. Both Beyonce and Drake set trends. Through the years, they've set trends equally. We can't, nobody can deny that. And now this one, I want to see your facial expression. They're both living legends. I knew, I knew her oh, face. Sure. No I knew her face. <laughs> <laughs> so before we move on to the contrast part, is there any other comparison either one of you may have noticed between the two that I may have missed? They're top, both top selling artists. Uh, they're both. Yeah. Um, able they they can both have a festival with just their music alone um they are freestanding artists they don't need openers or anybody else Mm -hmm. on their ticket um i think they are life-changing artists for a lot of their friends i would say that for sure um and i think they're both hard working so one thing i can't appreciate about both beyonce and drake so i'm not like a stand of either one but i can appreciate in their music and in their in their process they do work hard and they have a chip yeah. on their shoulder. That I feel like it's a healthy chip to have on your shoulder, which mm-hmm. is like, you can say whatever you want about me. I may not, I'm not going to like it, but I'm going to use that to fuel me to do something bigger and better 
then the last I'm just gonna be in your face. There's no missing me, basically. And I, I right. like that kind of energy. Um <clears throat> if I think both I've been able to see like their behind the scenes work ethic from documentary or whatever. And I think that they're both just really hardworking dogs at what they do. And they are particular about what they do. And they both have close knit people around them that also hold them accountable. So that's as they, as they are. They also, they also work together. I think that's a big piece that a lot of people tend to forget about them. Like Drake has credits on her album, you know, on, on what is might be my favorite song on the album. He did, but like, you know, don't don't please don't think that, you know, just because Drake dropped first, Beyonce didn't know that Drake was dropped. No, oh, like they they work together on these albums. You know what I mean? So I think that's a big piece that that I think uh, I, I kind of have to compare slash commend them for, too, is that their ability to work together um, whenever they drop. Because honestly, if you if you go back and look, they always uh, they always drop around See, the same time. Always. Mm-hmm. Like they always do that. Yep. They always drop around the same time. And I and I believe that that's on purpose. And I think they're probably going to continue to do it because they know that whenever both of them drop, they got the game on lock at that time. So I believe yeah. the Beyonce, Jay-Z album, Drake was a little bit responsible for curating the rappers that were going to work with her. And the rappers yeah. who wrote for her as well Yeah. Um, on that album. And, and that dropped in 2018, so did Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Um, Lemonade dropped in 16, so did Views. Like, you know, they they always, they know what they're doing but when I think, it comes to releasing. Yeah, music. I think because, but I don't know if we're going to get into this later, Izzy, but I think because they both drop when there's a shift in the culture, yeah, they fit in mm-hmm. where that shift <laughs> is. Oh, okay, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that, nah, for I sure. think that's they why do. you see that they both drop similar albums, too, because they picked up on what's going on. We're in a season right now where if you get on the internet most people are talking about vacation right because that's that's the vibes they are on and i think that's why afro is, is also really uh popular right now because if you get on tiktok any race of person is using those songs to like uplift and feel like you know high beat and, and high energy and i know like when drake dropped they were saying like this is not a mexico <laughs> uh <laughs> album this is i can't remember what country they said but you be on the yacht in whatever country that's the kind of album they were coming up with. Yeah. And I feel like that's what a lot of people are doing right now. Even influencers are shifting from um, influencing just YouTube and influencing through travel, right? Because that is what mm-hmm. people are longing. That's the content people are longing to see. And so I think they're both geniuses in that right, for sure, about paying attention to the culture and giving the culture what it needs for the time. Because like even when um, the Keisha, Do You Love Me song came out, that is a time where people wanted like just a summer anthem and we're going out a little bit more, wearing a little bit less. So you had the girls who were really feeling that song for the dance version of it. But it was also the cusp yeah. of dance TikTok, right? When you know the yeah. little movements yeah. go viral. So I think it was really smart. Um and it was intentional for them right. to drop it in the summer. And so let's move into the contrast part. So at this point, I think this is where we kind of start getting a little messy because that's what we kind of have to. So one can actually sing and perform. <laughs> one can actually act. <laughs> we talking about Drake? <laughs> Yeah, Drake is the, it's the actor, right? Oh, okay, I'm just saying. Absolutely. I was, I was saying <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Singing and performing no up to uh, 
viewer discretion. That's on y'all. Y'all pick who, who can actually sing and, and perform. And then, now this one's funny. And of course, I have the door open and we'll start with Marcus if he knows anything. But this one, I'm going to start with this one. One actually has street cred and one doesn't. <laughs> okay. So I'm starting with street cred. Well, any of them. I'm starting with all of them. Whatever you want to do. Any of them. Okay, so let me, I'm gonna start with the first one. So you said sing and perform. I personally believe Beyonce is the best performer on earth. I don't think that there is a better performer than her. I hate that I have not seen her in person yet, but I have not. But I promised my girlfriend I was like, "Look, I'm gonna get her some tickets when when she go on tour." Uh, but I've watched Homecoming like four or five times, like just because I love that documentary. I love that performance. Performing wise, I think the closest person to Beyonce is probably Chris. And then I personally am a big fan of Travis performing because that man is a performer. So like, I think those are the only people that's close to, to B. And I think the only performer of all time that you can put in front of B is Mike. But, um, and singing, I personally think they both can sing. I think, I think Drake can sing and I think he chooses not to. Yes, I think he can sing, but Drake is not a singer. Obviously, Beyonce is a singer. Beyonce got runs for days. You know what I'm saying? Like, she has that. Performing, I've seen Drake in person. And Drake is not the performer that I would like for him to be. He's he's a good performer because his songs are so good. There's not so many artists that can do that. So, I've seen Drake. Um, I mean, I was at Astroworld this past year when he came out. But I actually saw him. So his first, the first, uh, I, I recommend it. If you can ever go to a to a first uh, show of a tour, to go. Like if it's in your city or if, it's, or if it's in a nearby city, go to the first show. Because I feel like that's when you're going to get the most out of it. Because they're trying stuff on that show. The first show of a tour is not, is not, not going to look like anything of the last show on the tour. So I went to the first show of the Migos Drake tour they did back in 2018. And it was in Kansas City. So I was still in school then. So we drove up to KC for the show. And Migos, Migos are terrible. I'm going to just let y'all know. I've seen Migos probably three times because of festivals. And that show, them niggas are, they need to stop performing. But Drake, they're they're, they're just not performing. Right, exactly. They just not performers. Yeah, they got songs like because they was doing stuff on off no label too, and I'm like, okay, yeah, like, but this ain't, but they not performing. So Drake, he he has a good stage presence, which I think a lot of rappers lack on. Rappers need to understand that you don't have to have a good, you don't have to be the best performer, but have some stage presence. Like, I think Baby has gotten better, but when I seen Baby for the first time, he just just walking, you know, <laughs> nigga got a bunch of jewelry on, he just walking around rapping. But Drake, he knows how to take advantage of the whole stage. And then he was performing songs from Thank Me Later and Take Care and Nothing Was The Same. So it was like, yeah, this nigga's not the best performer, but these are songs that, like, I never thought I was going to hear live. So, like, you know, that's good. As far as the street cred, I don't think neither one of them has street credibility, personally. But I think... I give Beyonce her credit just because, you know, she from Houston. She from Third Ward. She from, you know, she grew up on Almeida. You know, of course, I respect that. But she's also been Beyonce since she was 11 years old. So let's not act like, you know, she's like necessarily street credible as far as that. And then Drake, as far as street cred, I feel like Drake is one of the people who got his street cred after he started his career. 
which a lot of people do. Um, Chris Brown went from, excuse me, miss, to being a blood in like two years. You know what I'm saying? So like, well, he did. Like, he come from Virginia. He witnessed those things. Yeah. Not the L, not the that blood thing. Yeah, I feel like it's an LA thing more. Yeah, yeah, you know, that was when he moved yeah. out there. Like, he moved out to L.A., and then all of a sudden, he made him be, you know, one of them situations. So, I feel like Drake just kind of, he did what everybody else did when it comes to the whole street credibility gang thing. And as far as acting, that's not even the conversation. Yeah. Drake is clear. Drake is an actor before he's anything mm-hmm. else. So, like, acting-wise, I look, I love Beyonce to death. I really do. But God. when it comes to acting, it is not her strong suit. <laughs> that is not not her strong suit whatsoever. Her, I remember we went to the theaters go see Obsessed, and I remember after the, the lady died, people was in the yeah. audience. I'm a survivor. I was like, y'all annoying. But I, <laughs> look now, Dream Girls, I love. I love Dream Girls. Also, I don't know if y'all yeah. seen Cadillac Records. She's awesome in that. But those are all. She did a good job. She did a great job. In Cadillac those are roles Records. where sure. she's essentially playing her favorites, if that makes sense, because she's right, 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 right. Music artist, so it's like easy to kind of, but like an actual role written character, like not written. Carmen, the, Carmen, the, Carmen, the hip hopper. No, I can't. Um, what is the temp- fighting temptations? Yeah, <laughs> like it's just the overacting, and it sometimes comes out in yeah. interviewing the the overacting. Mm-hmm. I think someone said something about when she was younger. They used to talk about how she talked, interviewed. They said she sounded slow and dumb, so she would try to tweak that a bit. Foxy Cleopatra. Yeah. But yeah, I, I also think that some people are. I also think. We've gotten to a, a point now, especially with social media. Some people are too famous to act. I really think that's the thing. Yeah. Because I think that they're so it's like Beyonce. I think Beyonce, I think Drake is going to deal with this. And I say going to deal with this because I think he's going to go back to acting once he once he gets to his Jay-Z phase of like, I'm going to drop when I want to. I don't have to drop. I think he'll probably tap back into acting. And I think he's probably going to struggle with that because I think some artists become so famous that it's like, I can't see past. Yep who you are you know like lebron didn't did he's been in a couple movies he's produced some movies and it's like yeah but you're lebron yeah and that's like, i can't see you as anybody else right I will say with- i'm trying to think there was a movie that i saw that that speaks to that like there was an act there was somebody in it and i just they were playing a profound role but i just couldn't get over the fact that who, they, who they are yeah <laughs> i'm just talking oh my God. No, for me, that was like a music yeah. video for her. So that wasn't that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but she's smart in capitalizing yeah. on her movies, though, because, like, we first heard Listen in Dreamgirls. Right. And that's what? a. Hey. Took off listen. On its own. That went platinum in my album. mama Malibu, I promise you. Yeah, it was on her album. It was on her album. But that song was like, we heard that in the movie, and then she actually dropped it, and we like, oh, no, nah, this is crazy. Yeah. You know, so well, you know I how to take advantage of that. I want to say this. Sure. Do you feel that Drake's being, Drake's, do you feel like Drake being an actor has made it easy for him to follow along with the cultures and as far as the shift and playing a role? Do you think he's playing I, a role? I personally. Oh, yeah. I think Drake's entire music career is a, is a credit to his acting career. Yeah. I think Drake is an actor, mm-hmm. like through and through. And not saying that, I mean, obviously the nigga's a great rapper. I'm not taking away from his music. I'm 
I'm, I'm probably one of the biggest Drake fans in the world. But my point is, like, Drake knows how to, he knows what he doing. He knows what he's doing. Like, he knows how to, okay, this album or this song, I'm about to be on my, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to sing. I'm about to, you know, this is going to be a little more touchy, like whatever. And then, okay, yeah, this, I'm going to drop this song because niggas, I know niggas going to be wanting this around this time. This one I'm going to get with Tay Keith and I'm going to get with Baby and we finna make some, we finna make a smash. You know, like he knows how to play on what people want from him. And he, to me, he gives that every time. Kind of like no different than an actor knowing like, okay, my last movie was an action movie. This one going to be something a little slower. This going to be a, 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 I'm doing, I'm going to do a drama this time. I'm going to do a comedy so this time. That's, that's how he moves. Like literally with everything he does. Synonymous with Sam, Samuel Jackson's acting career. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Or Will. You know, Will kind of give us everything. Or Will. Or Will Smith. Like he kind of give us like you know he gonna give us a he'll give us a robot and then two years later give us Pursuit of Happiness and it's like okay these are two totally different movies you know what I'm saying like able to kind of bounce around from them different genres which is why I felt like nobody should have been I was surprised when Honestly Nevermind was a dance album but I wasn't surprised by the act but by the by the action of him doing that I just thought that he was gonna give us some shit I'm like oh yeah we gonna get the like this one to be rapping Drake. This one to be every track. He going crazy, and it was the complete opposite. But I wasn't surprised by the move. You said what? There's nothing more disappointing than thinking you're gonna. Get was, I was disappointed. I was like, I was, yeah, I was disappointed initially. But it's crazy because I literally listen to the album every day now. So Do you listen to the album yeah. every day, uh, Shell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I listen to Jimmy Crooks every okay. day. Oh. <laughs> So because today I have guests and because we're doing an album comparison and not just song comparisons like normal, we're moving instead of the bar breakdown, we're calling it album breakdown. All right. So in this segment, we're just going to kind of break down okay. the album. I'm going to ask questions in between. I've taken three songs, which we'll get into a little later, but I've taken three songs off each album that had lyrics that were very questionable because that's the purpose of this show to just kind of dissect lyrics and kind of we go over what we think they meant what huh bar for yeah right bar and bar. just kind of like <laughs> why did you say that right. so before we get into that we already kind of discussed earlier on about the take on artists trying new things which i'm a fan of anybody trying new things whether it's a flop or whether it's a hit you know just because you need to show your versatility which is why i'm doing bar for bar um now, so we got to talk about the, about the breakout songs of the album and what's the most TikTokable. And so, with starting with Drake, I definitely put Sticky and Jimmy Cooks, Crooks, and those are the most TikTokable. Those are the standout albums now, and those also are the uh, only uh, stars on Drake's album on you know this. One. And now, and now, Marcus, yeah. you are a stand. So, do you know that? Is this the least amount of stars he's had on his albums? Because it seemed like all his albums have at least like five or six stars. This one only had two for song wise. Yeah. Yeah, now you could go back to shit, thank me later, or so far gone, and it's still at least three or over four, you know, three or four stars. Which in my personal opinion, I think I think there's about two two more two to three more songs on there that deserve a star. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 
Like the fact that those are the only two is crazy to me. Because I'm gonna be honest, those not even the best songs on the album. I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy, of course, Jimmy Cruz, you know, gets the spins because it's the only rap song on the album. But Liability is crazy, like that, and that's not even a dance song. Like people on Twitter, people's on Twitter comparing Liability to Jaded. Like it's one of them Drake ballads, you know. So I'm I'm surprised that doesn't have a star. Um, Text Go Green is probably one of my favorite songs on the album. And although that is, that's like the third track on the album. And although, yeah, it's a dance track, but that's like a, that beat is tough. What he was talking about is tough. Like it was something that was to me very relatable. And I think that deserves a star as well as massive, because to me, uh, massive, uh, massive is to me the most, that was the one that kind of carried over the most. Like massive is the most dance, you know, island, Forever 21, like it's one of them. Like when you hear it, you like, yeah, I know people gonna play this. Yeah, you know, so but uh but sticky sticky is tough though. Sticky was actually when I listened to the album the night it dropped, sticky was the first song I was like, damn, this song would have been perfect if the beat dropped because he was really rapping on sticky. Um, but even without the beat drop, sticky is tough. And I think it's the most uh I think it probably carried over the most um most likely with the LGBTQ community because it's such a vogue, yeah, like like track as well, so yeah. Now with Beyonce, but I like both of, of those tracks. She had about five or eight stars, but the two songs I think, as far as the t- the a conversation of, of the most TikTokable, and I said others won't, but so far as I'm that girl, apparently everybody's that girl now, and then obviously <laughs> break my soul. Um, but break my soul when they dropped that because I remember I was in a car with a friend and she was like, "What is this?" And it was just like. You know, you heard the release your mind and all that stuff at the beginning of the song. So we like, okay, what's she finna start doing? Now, with the album with Beyonce and Drake both, I feel like it was a mix between singing and rapping. Beyonce did a little more, in my opinion, because she was doing, like, talk singing, which she's been trying more more lately, like talk singing and um, singing, singing, and then a little rapping, a little scatting. And so she just, I guess, trying to show her versatility in the music because, as we know, she does not have it in acting. So let's talk about features. When it comes to features, <laughs> Drake only had one feature. And, you know, I'm not a stand of Drake, but I'm not going to sit here and lie and say he whack because he's not. But Drake and 21 never disappoint, which I like to argue that they don't. Or do y'all both agree that they, they never disappoint? No, I agree. No, I feel like people don't. Get, you know, at first, you you know, I, I, first, I didn't like Twenty One Savage, and I'm such a, yeah. I'm such a like yeah. y'all sleep on my guy. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, not to, feature wise, Twenty One don't miss my at all with anybody. Line, so I'm on the wait yeah. list, and I wait list. Bars. So he only had Twenty One. Now both of them, I can say they didn't have that many features. I feel like Drake, I could which argue, I like. which maybe people maybe say I'm pushing it. I could argue and say Drake play, played it safe with a 21 feature because he knew it was going to go crazy. Everybody like, oh, we know they finna deliver. He just played it safe while right. Beyonce took that um, took the leap or the plunge, I guess you should say, because she had Bean, she had Grace Jones, and she had Tim's. And I love to see Tim's getting the recognition because she almost quit music. And I think that was... Yes. And so she got a yeah. song. I'm so glad. She got a song. So glad she didn't. Um, it, I, I'm, I'm willing first? to go. I'm willing to go and say that Tim's gave us the best Drake and Future song 
the best Drake, Drake and Future collab. I think that's Drake and Future's best song together. At least one of the top songs together. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, since the whole, you know, what a time yeah. to be alive, that 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 song is timeless, and I'm thankful for Tim's for that. Yeah, for sure. so moving forward with that, so we kind of, I think we already know, but just so the audience knows, um, y'all kind of hinted at it, but didn't always say it. Were y'all aware that musically, the things each of them had the same kind of dance hall thing, but did you were y'all aware that that each both artists had songs that was like, oh, this sound like a Beyonce song, or this sound like a Drake song, despite the fact that they had they mm-hmm. were following that theme, they still had to throw in a hey y'all, this still me right here. You know, I'm trying something new, but this still yep. me right here. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which is why I think Jimmy yeah. Crooks was the last song. It was something also for him. Yeah. You know his different audience. I don't want to say hood any because you could be anything like Drake rapping. So he wanted to mm-hmm. feed that too, uh, which I feel like is 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 nice for your fans um, to let them know, like you know, I can experiment, but I still gonna feed y'all what y'all yeah. look for in me. Okay. So yeah. I mean, when you when you when you uh, once again putting on my fan hat, when you're as a diverse artist as Drake. Like you gon' you gonna get the man look and, and but this isn't even just him now. He's been this since you know he said back on So Far Gone, literally, line for line. He said, Me doing shows making everyone nervous because them hipsters gonna have to get along with them hood niggas. Cause that really is what his shows is. Like you got you got niggas that's you got niggas that's from the hood that's gonna listen to Drake. You got these white kids who ain't never been to the hood that's gonna listen to Drake and everybody in between. So like, that's like with I feel like I hate going to those. Yeah, Kendrick, Kendrick, I, I think Kendrick's that way. I'm looking at you, right. waiting for you to say it. Right in the rap, I don't exactly. Don't get out of control. <laughs> don't get out of control, right? And I feel like you know Kendrick. Kendrick has that. Cole has a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, even though I feel like you know Cole is kind of tapping him just more so like you know the conscious Black. side, but he has that. Yeah. Um. Travis used to have it, but I'll be honest. Travis got more white fans than he does black. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, hands down. But you know, but Twenty One has it. Twenty One has a huge I, white fault. I know we was, but there. he, but the hood niggas still love Twenty One. I so went to know. a concert. What year was that? Uh, towards the end of twenty seventeen. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, Shell, me and Kiki went, and in front of us was this white girl with some locks, and she was rapping the songs harder than us and her boyfriend's face. We was like. Oh, no, Jesus. they ain't locks and dreads. Black people had locks. She really? had dreads. It was dreadful. And she was rapping. <laughs> and she, we was looking like, dang, she, she out rapping us. So. Yeah, no, they love, they love 21, bro. Like, for real. So I think Drake, I think Drake and Beyonce know they have to give us that. Because to be honest, they do it on their regular albums as well. This, I think these songs just stood out the most. You know what I mean? But like, I feel like Drake not going to drop an album without, you know, just a bar, just just a straight no chorus bar song. You know, he did. He had like two on CLB. Um, he had multiple on Scorpion. Same with Beyonce. She knows she got to give some song for, you know, that women are going to love. This is a song just for my ladies. This is a song for us to turn up to this year, this summer, whatever. Like they do that on their own albums. This was just more so highlighted because, you know, she had a couple songs that just weren't. She had one or two songs that weren't dance at all. And Drake had one yeah, song that wasn't dance. Well, two songs to me, but one song that wasn't dancing. All right. Too, so. so, yeah. So, we, I just thought about Go that, ahead. though, what you said in terms of the I'm that girl, just because that stood out to me. Um, 
that's like an example of what I don't like about artists sometimes because with Drake too, because sometimes people would credit those people for creating a phrase or something culturally that was already there. So Beyonce got that from somebody's timeline because girls have been saying that girl, like, all this all this year like they, they've been saying that so i think it was very strategic and smart for that to be the title of the song too because you're going to click that first for sure. you know what i mean and so that's why it's no shock that it's was going around on reels and uh tiktok right now because the girls want something that they've been saying and not just city girls saying well, it, you know what i'm saying so because there's a i'm that right. girl that city girls is i'm not that girl but <laughs> Well, I just want to say that Roller Ray, Roller Ray said it too. I think, <laughs> I think, I think partly another thing we need to look at, and Izzy, I don't know if you're gonna bring this up or not, but cut me off if you are. I think both of them have been slowly grooming us for these albums, mm-hmm. and we just kind of didn't see it coming. So I'm gonna start with Drake first. So. Find Your Love was on his first album, Thank Me Later, was different. You know, we heard Find Your Love and we was kind of like, all right, this hard, but this is different. You know what I mean? This ain't the Drake that we've been used to for real. And then um, hold, Just Hold On, We're Going Home isn't a dance song, but it was different from, you know, him rapping, you know, for sure. One Dance came out in 2016 and was the number one song at, at that time. Mm-hmm. That and Controller. And... I remember that that was my sophomore year in college and this one I was still playing football and everything. So we was playing the album in the locker room and niggas was like, well, what is this? I ain't fucking with it. And then a week later, we all like, hey, one day it's crazy. You know, I'm not literally like everybody grooving to it when it come on. So like <laughs> I, he talked about this in his interview. He talked about this in his Rap Radar interview back in 2019. And he said like, you know, I don't really get that much credit for basically bringing more American attention towards dance hall and more Island vibes. He was like, but I feel like I have something to do with that. And I agree. Cause I feel like as Americans, truly just as people, you know, Americans who identify as American, we're not, we're black. You know what I'm saying? I got, we all got Nigerian friends. You know what I'm saying? We all got friends from different, they were part of different cultures, but as black people, we wasn't growing up listening to anything that wasn't made here. You know, it didn't sound like what we actually was used to. So I feel like he did play a big part and kind of bringing that, bringing more attention and popularity towards that. And I feel like Beyonce did too, because she's kind of been grooming us with this as well. And they both was just like, all right, now we just about to give it to y'all all up front. We just finna give y'all albums with it. So I think, I, don't, I mean, I guess I don't necessarily agree with that because I think that was one of our biggest gripes with Drake. It felt more like appropriation because he wasn't crediting the people more lately now, but he wasn't crediting yeah. the people at first in which the sound he was curating his sound from. That's true. So that's true. He wasn't. They, I mean, me, which I mean, I have a, yeah, that's true. I have a, a multicultural grandfather and a side of my family. And so I grew up listening to a lot of different things too, which I guess is why I guess I get so protective over culture because. It is mm-hmm. something that some cultures on that some places only have their culture and, and people if people can profit off of that while they're not, which is why the black is king. I like the fact that Beyonce, I think Beyonce heard the backlash of Lion King from Afro yes, Nigerian, did. African 
uh, West African people and said, let me now, okay, let me show you visually that I'm working with these people and I care and I'm getting yeah. in their backyards, not in some fancy studio, you know what I mean? I, right. I, yeah, I yeah, was yeah. on the, these lands, um, showing love to these lands. And I think that's what made me so emotional about that because I didn't really like the album hearing it. But when I had the visuals to, to go off of, yeah. it felt a, like a connection. And I know a lot of Black people right. struggle with their not connected to their roots. So that was perfect. Yeah. I really feel like she could have just retired off of that. But I'm glad that we yeah. some music. But I feel like she could have retired from that. And so I feel like sometimes with Drake, it's a a popularizing of it, but not showing like the struggles to create that kind of music for them. Mm-hmm. But I think he's doing that more now because one thing I had to fix my brain on was the fact that, okay, Drake has never told us he was a conscious person. Like not to, no. not to make it sound like he's not, but he's never stood on that platform of. It's never been him. Right. And so, and, yeah. and I think being, but this is a different topic, but him being mixed has a lot to do with that. You have to straddle the fence mm-hmm. a lot because you you're a makeup of two different things um and maybe even more than two because i i think drake is like there's a little bit more than just white well, in, in white. there um <laughs> two of the baddest man he got a quarter he got a quarter so, i'll say his son <laughs> but <laughs> yeah okay sure <laughs> I mean, I, I I agree. I mean, he definitely he definitely struggled. They both did initially with kind of giving that credit mm-hmm. um, back, but he's definitely done it a lot lately. Um, I feel like th- I feel like that he's done he's done that in general lately with other cultures, with other artists. Like he's still make sure like like City Girls was featured on in my feelings. Like they were on that song. They both had verses. They were terrible. I don't know if y'all ever heard that cut, but it's I don't bad. Look like, to it's, them for good music. I look to them it's, for yeah. a good And this is before we really knew who they were. This is pre-act up. You know, this is kind of before we really knew who they were. But those verses were just bad. But he still kept enough to give them that credit. So that's why when they break down, um, dang, what's that part when in my feelings break down? And it's like that's young Miami that's like yeah, yeah, know. you know what I'm saying? It's right, you know what I'm saying? Like he was still like, so like he started giving people their credit. Which is good, and Beyonce doing Black is King was amazing. Um, but I feel like I, I feel like I, I still appreciate it. I mean, when it comes to the appropriation piece, I, as long as you're able to just pay homage to wherever it's coming from, that's all that yeah. matters. Because I feel like, because I, I I know some, I've, I've talked to people that are from you know kind of more like the Caribbean, and they like, yeah, like we love this, yeah. you know, like we love it now because they love Drake, so they yeah. love to see somebody like that, you know, tap back all into right. their culture. So now let's move finally. To the mini bar breakdown. So I'm gonna ask only Shell for this one. So when we wanna start off with Drake's album first, honestly, never mind. What do you think the goal of this album was? I personally feel like the goal of this album was to create vibes, but in a creative way, using multiple cultures and pulling from the culture right of what's going on today so i think that was the purpose of it um and i really do think that drake enjoys people enjoying his music so in whatever capacity whether you feel deeply rooted to it or you feel just like i gotta have drake when i'm in the car trying to be on good vibes and i feel like 
I didn't always, I didn't like all the songs on the album, but the vibes were there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I could probably play it through and through if I was getting ready in Mexico or something. Um, any, I mean, you know, just, I say anywhere yeah. tropical, Caribbean, something like that. Um, and not just there, too, because, like, when the sun is shining in Houston and I listen to Massive, I'm like, I'm on vacation. So, yeah. <laughs> I think that was really also a part of it. An, um feel i think people denounce or don't pay attention to how much music can shift and make a difference in people's lives um especially right now so i think that's another thing element that they considered was everything is so serious right now we don't really need another conscious album we need something to make Mm -hmm. people feel good and then even like pulling from culture everything that everyone is kind of combating each other with on twitter on social media it's like okay wrong is wrong wrong is wrong right is right but at the end of the day music can bring people together so that's what i got from his album i will say that i didn't like all the songs they weren't my cup of tea but that's the feel i got i'm like i can see i can see where this is going now i'm gonna just jump right into some of the lyrics from text go green that's the first song i got on my list so Text go green, it hits a little different, don't it? Know you missed the days when I was gripping on it. Know you're in the house tonight just thinking on it. I moved on so long ago, gaslighting. Then he said, I moved on so long ago, you're still thinking about me though. Oh, I'm still trying to make sense of it all. You're still saying things to keep me involved. Post to let me know how you feel, now what to do. It shouldn't take a text for me to speak your truth rough. So what I got from those lyrics, go ahead. What'd you say? <laughs> no, I was just saying. <laughs> so what I got from that, obviously <laughs> gaslighting, and I got that from a lot of the first few songs as I went through. And we got two more songs on the list. But that's what I got from it. And, you know, he basically, to my knowledge, or my understanding is he basically telling the girl, like, you know, Oh, I miss you. Basically, tell them how I know you miss it, but then, then how you gonna say I miss you, it, but then say I moved on. So, and then some mm-hmm. goofy girl like mm-hmm. the girl on Sweet Life, she probably would have went for that. Like, oh, he's well, he said he moved on. Well, mm-hmm. oh, Brianna is definitely his type. I like Brianna. Nah, chill on Brie, chill on Brie, chill on Brie. Relax, 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 relax. Yeah, that's my favorite. favorite but I like I'm not her. shocked. Ah, uh, let's relax. relax. I like Miami. <laughs> But go ahead. Okay, so look, so look, Tesco Green. So Tesco Green is, aside from Liability, even with Liability, Tesco Green is probably my favorite song on there. Like I really like. I was singing in my head when you were saying lit. So like, he's ta- so Tesco Green, right? So basically, he's he's blocked, or she's blocked. Mm-hmm. Somebody blocked. So this is still the same Drake. I think that's the piece that the people kind of like. From the beginning. Yeah, they couldn't they couldn't get past the beat to understand and like, no, he's still on that toxic, you know, he's still on that toxic shit. He's still talking about, you know, he's still gaslighting. He's still talking about his past situation. Like the same shit he was talking on COB, he's still doing that. It's just to a different tempo. So like him going through this, and and that's what for me, the first time I listened to the album, I wasn't listening for that. So I didn't care. But then when I went back and started actually listening to the lyrics. I'm like, oh no, nah, this nigga really, he really talking some shit, you know, on on some of these songs and Texaco Green being one of those. So I think that's I think the concept of that whole song is cold because 
he's literally talking about, you know, text go green hit because, like, you know how I feel when you get blocked and you're trying to hit somebody up. You miss it. So you, you're trying to hit them up, like, whatever. He's talked about being blocked before. So like I thought that it was I, mean, I thought I'm it was not creative. It's not creative. Well, I'm, I'm just saying the message of it. All of these songs we want open are creative. Oh, yeah. The message, okay. The deeper message. Yeah, yeah. The deeper message, yeah. So, yeah, no, no, no. I didn't light like skin. I'm yeah. not shocked. So I mean Oh yes. 100 percent It's it's on brand. So I get like <laughs> I just I don't like have those kind of stories. So sometimes I can't resonate with that type of, you know, music. I've never, to my knowledge, I've never been blocked by somebody and I've never really, Same. I've never been blocked. Either. I've never blocked, um, like a guy or anything like that. So <laughs> we know you're the king blocker, block. Izzy. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I can appreciate the situation. The only thing about those lyrics is it's a, it's a wonder to why our generation, the generation younger than us can't really date well. It's just like, when you grew up listening to a Drake, right? Because Drake has been talking about this stuff for a long time. You grow up listening wow. to a Drake, you think that's how dating is supposed to be. Like, finicky, we on and we off, we do each other low key, then we come back to it and then maybe finally down the road, long, long down the road, on we the get together. <laughs> or you may have somebody and we still deal with each other um, type thing. And so... It's funny because society will laugh and be like, oh, yeah, that's me, that's me, that's me. But then they'll cry later because they'll be like, why can't I find somebody? The dating pool sucks. And it's like, yeah, because everybody yeah. wants to be a city girl and, a, and, and not just city girl because I hate, I'm not condemning women for wanting to do whatever. But then you have the guys who also, what what would you call the guys? Not city boys, but um, I feel like that's kind of, never mind. <laughs> but um, okay, sure. <laughs> So, but you know, since everybody is like, I'm going to play a game, that's why nobody is, you know, that's why you have to go through what he's talking about in the text messages, like, so. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And and more so just okay with being vulnerable, like, like you said, like in a place where everybody kind of want to act like they ain't got no feelings or they so cutthroat, blah, blah, blah. Him being like, look, nah, I'm about to, on this dance track, I'm about to talk about how I feel when you see you blocked with somebody that you miss, like. Mm -hmm. And it's like that's yeah, yeah, that's dope. He's constantly even when he rap was rapping about uh what's her um is it journal? Mariana Journal Georgia. He was rapping about Georgia. Georgia. (laughs) Even that, you know, I'm laughing at it because it's like he can be heartbroken at the same time, like, but I'm on something else now. Like, but but it's it's like a a, a little bit of narcissism. Giveon did it his album too. So not just Drake. He did. And he was the one that cheated, which is crazy. Right. But huh? yeah. I said he was the one that cheated, which is crazy. You know, but, so it's yeah. like that that's the <laughs> weird part about it. And so now you that's fuel for women to be like, oh right. see what I mean? Like he doing all this mm-hmm. and it's like not all guys are like that. Some guys really mean it when they say they're having a tr- trouble uh, committing to it's you. A never, <laughs> it's a never-ending right. cycle. Right, right, right. It's the people with the toxic toxicities. I sound like T.I. Like Drake. And then it creates the city girls. And then it's, it's like a never-ending cycle where everyone's toxic in their own way. I'll say this with Drake. Yeah. I, I mean, at least you know what you get from him. From him and at least he's, he don't he yeah. don't say he this that's ain't him. I, I respect a, a, a demon yep. in my face that's exactly. let me know this is what I'm doing versus the one who's trying to act like, oh, I'm not doing that. 
yeah hide their hand like you said like yeah. my friend do right. No. right okay so let's move on to uh sticky all right so <laughs> it's a deep okay. one forgave niggas and their feelings looking for y'all we don't do civilians you say I change, I say that I millions. I did. The toughest act to follow is back on tour. Off-road Maybach, Pyrex Trap, Virgil came back through the boy down. I don't like that last line. I don't. I'm, you know okay, why you said that? I'm going to tell you why I don't like it, but you go first. So the whole line when he said the off-road Maybach, like Virgil designed, so you, the Siggy video just came out like a few days ago. So Virgil designed that Maybach. Like he, like from the inside, all that, like he designed that shit like uh, maybe like a year or so ago. And Drake was actually able to like, you know, because the nigga has millions, clearly. He was able to actually like put it, like like bring it to life. And that's why he put it in the um, video. So, yeah. I, this one of them lines, I definitely think he was talking his ish. Um, why I said I didn't like it, which, and I'm glad you yeah, made that sure. breakdown. What I said I didn't like it when he was like, Virgil came back through the boy. I didn't, I thought it was a fashion reference because that's not him. So that's why I was like, nah. I'm like, you no. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. He was talking about the makeup. Yeah, he was talking about I'm like, you've never been known for fashion. Never. <laughs> he could put a, he could put a, I mean, a yeah, his together, style is help out with, but Hello. like, you can tell who well, got yeah, a stylist yeah. and who actually dressed themselves. I think all of them have right. a stylist, but some have a style reference for their stylist. And you would know because so you yeah, work I behind the you. scenes. And, you yeah. know, Beyonce yeah. is great, but she's she's very Houston. That's why when she won, when she won a yeah. fashion award, I was like, the question marks. The girl gives looks, but she does have a bomb stylist. Though I will say that. Full of soul? Um, so it's a team. Um, and then and there's pulls from different. So there's soul there. I mean, her management is really good at that, like getting people who understand like this is a black woman and she could be in couture gowns, mm-hmm. but she's a black woman with hips and body. Mm-hmm. So Let's you know. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I feel like early on her fashion moments were not the best, but I think they fit for the time for sure, because nobody was really killing it then. I mean, according to us, to them that was fashion. So like the, I feel like you could throw the whole two thousand style away. Like, yeah, I'm about to say fashion changes just like music changes. Mm-hmm. Like they actually know, all change really. the same. Um, fashion, yeah, they music. Do. Um, interior design, all of that kind of. So right now, you see in fashion, there's a lot of monochromatic moments, a lot of simple nudes, and more mm-hmm. so like pulling from vintage style. And so that's kind of like yeah, vintage, oversized, yeah. like all of that. Yeah. And so like even yeah. with music, you find that the music is a lot of samples lately that pull from vintage great songs um and make it a classic for today but then and and then in fact when, when the fashion influences interior design you'll see a lot of people have the minimalistic uh style in their home now versus like yeah. where it used to be like give me all the mirrored uh dressers and mirror <laughs> like it was too much going on and i think that's also since covid people are like i want to do the most mm. relaxed thing possible like i don't want to think too hard about it okay so, yeah 
Same thing with music. <laughs> People don't want to think too hard about music. <laughs> All right, so let's move <laughs> to the last song from Drake from this uh, mini bar breakdown. And we're going off with Massive, okay? Okay, so oh, when you're ready, we can put this behind us. Baby, we can find us again. I know, put this behind us. We can find us again. Because I don't want to go... I was alone. I was alone in this world and I needed people. I know my funeral going to be lit because of how I treated people. I don't want to go. I don't want to. Swerving between emotions. I know we got real issues. Can't give in so easily. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ain't going out with no fight. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not ready to let go. Whoa, whoa. So clearly he's not ready to let go. I think that he's talking or the the silhouette of a person is talking and basically like whatever happened, we can get past it. And I don't want to let this go. Um, Funeral reference is what really caught me to listen to the whole line when he was just like, when I go, I know I'm going to be, you know, he was basically saying it's going to be lit because he treated people good. I can, well, you were staying. Do he treat people well? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know the man personally, but <laughs> but I would like to think that based off of his relationships with people in the industry and how he's been able to maintain those, I think that he, I feel like Drake probably treats people pretty well. I mean, I feel like when you get to this point, like every rapper that started, you know, years and years ago, got somebody talking about how they did them wrong, right? You know, you got Gilly talking about Wayne. You got Mace talking about Diddy. You got a lot of people talking about Diddy. But, like, you got, (laughs) you know, you got people saying how they didn't do this for them or they felt like they should have did this. And to me, to my knowledge, I don't think Drake has any of those people. You You know, even the people that has helped him create his music, he always has paid homage to. He always um, makes sure the people around him is taken care of. I think, you know, 40 is one of the best producers of all time. And he's only worked with Drake mostly throughout his career, you know? So like, just given like, I think that he probably has treated people pretty well. So Shell, what is your break? What is your interpretation of uh, those lyrics? Um, I feel like it was a play on multiple things. Cause I think it was about a relationship, but I think it was just also about, um, the idea that people need people to forgive situations because everybody's not their best self. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, and I think it was really cool that he said that about his funeral because, you know, people always talk about how your funerals are lit, but you didn't like the people that you were in when you were living, those people were not necessarily around. But when you're dead, everybody's mm-hmm. like, I knew her, I knew him. Yada yada. So I think that's also a take on how Drake views himself. Um, like maybe he views himself based on how many people like him and how many people can correlate with him. I think that's important to him. I think Drake wants to stand alone. Like everybody, everybody doesn't want to be a slave to people liking them. But you're in the real world, so having a, th- a lot of people dislike you is not fun. I mean, even if you're willing to fall into the villain role, it's not fun. Um, it's always great when people, you know, don't mind. And I feel like, like what Marcus said, I feel like, um, and like the lyrics said, I feel like he doesn't deal with a lot of people. When the civilian lyric, like, I feel like he sticks to what he knows. 
for the sake of maybe he's tried to be that guy, that guy that walk around the room and say hi to everybody and it just turned out to bite him in the butt. And so like that guy or like people who deal with that stuff, they tend to get, you know, a smaller, smaller circle and a close knit people. And I think some people maybe take that, may take that wrong. Like, you know, you stand off as you're, you know, I've gotten called bougie. I've gotten called things before just because I'm not too keen on being friendly to everyone because people take that the wrong way or people can abuse that. So I think Drake is in a protective mode, especially given the situation with Kanye. Um, I feel like for us, that's rap. For him, that's personal. So... (laughs) Right, um, right. And I've never heard, only issues I've heard, people have had issues with Drake, but it's usually just because they don't credit him. They don't think that he deserves certain credits, but never about his character or like, ah, he played me in public or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, as we transition into the uh, breakdown of the few Beyonce songs, what is your scale of one to 10? How would you rate Drake, uh, Marcus, and then Shell? As a whole, yeah. Like, at the album, oh, <laughs> oh, I the album for me is a seven out of ten. And shit, what about you? Oh, I was gonna say eight, so that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seven, seven out of ten. Yeah, All, only reason I give it a seven is because uh, there usually Drake doesn't have skip many, yeah, any skips or any songs that I'm like, eh, I don't really want to listen to that. <laughs> And he has probably two on this album. Um, Overdrive and Tied It Binds. I like those songs, but they're just not as like, it's sometimes I'm like, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> but um, but everything else that I like. So that's why I say seven out of 10. But eight out of 10 right, is also so good. Now let's transition into Beyonce. And I'm going to ask you, Marcus, what do you think the goal of Beyonce's album was for this? We kind of talked about it leading up to this point, but if you had to just give your quick mm-hmm. if somebody say what do you think the goal was without going into deep what you what would you say um i think the goal was to well one i want us to also remember this is act one apparently mm-hmm. of, a, of a three act i think three act series whatever four so like i think the goal was one just to like you know drake has said after he dropped honestly never mind he was like you know we we always ahead of the wave y'all gonna catch up eventually so i think this was kind of beyonce's way of doing that too like look y'all need to know this is you know this this type of music is what's about to kind of be part of the next wave so you know i'm stepping ahead of it just like drake did and um i'm about to give y'all something that's uplifting i'm about to give y'all something that's fun um when when i first heard break my soul i was like okay this is a little different you know, I wasn't expecting this when I heard a Beyonce single, but when I listened to the album and Break My Soul came on, I was like, oh, I was like, okay, I see what she was doing. Because that transition into Break My yeah. Soul is crazy. Yeah. You know, like from energy to Break My Soul is crazy. So, like, I think that, like, you know, she was just trying to, you know, set the precedent. Like, you know, this is a fun album. People want to dance. People want to be outside. Um, and I think she kind of was 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 flexing her grown woman sexuality. I'm a mom, but I'm still... Sexy, okay, I'm still grown. I'm still sexy. All that, because look, Church Girl is crazy. Like that's a great song. That's a great song. And to me, that was a very like you know the you know the the mothers was up in arms over the Church Girl, <laughs> but it's a great song because she basically saying like I felt like she made that track for like 
you know, women that grew up in the church and, you know, taught to act a certain way, dress a certain way. But like, no, nah, I still want to kick it, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I still want to be a little wretched, too. So I felt like that was kind of her purpose for the album as well is to show that, like, yes, I'm grown. I'm Beyonce, but I'm still a woman. I'm still a wife. Um, you know, and I still want to have fun. All as right. Well, so, so let's start off with Alien Superstar. Now, before we get into the uh, breakdown of these lyrics, if y'all seen the Claremont twins, and I posted them on my story today, that one day that was like Alien Superstars, I feel so bad for them that they got all that surgery because they didn't have to do all that. But. Yeah, I know. Oh, the Claremont twins. Okay, I yeah, feel I know bad for society about. that's letting them think that's that's cute. But the reason I say that I thought of them is because when I posted <laughs> them in my story, they had on these like metallic onesies, and then they had no eyebrows, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Alien superstar." That was the vibe I got from it. And just you mm-hmm. know, I mean, you do you one different? I'll give you that, but. It's funny because that's really kind of where style is. Um, a lot of shoots that I've been a part of recently or or being onboarded on um that's actually where style is going that metallic um mm-hmm. yeah and i'm not the hugest fan of it because it's not really my style but i think it's very creative and i feel like i mean look that's what i like about tiktok i know some people don't like tiktok but thing i love about tiktok is it's the best find, app you can, it's the best app you real. can find your people on tiktok and i feel like that's what social media is supposed mm-hmm. to be um, not in a way where it's like it's us versus them, but in a way that's like everyone has community. So I think because everyone doesn't have community, you have a lot of haters of other people, what they like. You know what I mean? And so I think TikTok makes it easy for that multifaceted black girl, black boy who loves anime, but also loves little baby who who loves uh you know, he's he's not just a fan of basketball. He's he could be a bowling superstar. <laughs> like, you know, he likes playing the piano. <laughs> anything you like. No, really, anything you like on you could find your people on TikTok, like literally. And uh so that's yeah. with that style of what they were wearing when you posted it too. I was like, Yeah, like even the bleach brows, I'm not a fan of that, but it's what's in right now for right. some people. <laughs> All right, so alien superstar. I'm one of one. I'm number one. I'm the only one. Don't even waste your time trying to compete. Don't do it. No one else in the world can think like me. True. I'm twisted. I'll contradict it. Keep him addicted. Lies on his lips. I lick it. All right. So starting off with the first few lines, you know, she's one of one. I'm the only person like this. I give her that. She's pretty. She can. She can say mm-hmm. that. Then when she says, "Don't you waste your trying time. Wait. Don't waste your try, time trying to compete with me." I instantly thought of Kiki Palmer was arguing with somebody, and they say, and they was like, "Yeah, me and Kiki Palmer always going." Somebody said, "I'm just competing with this damn Kiki Palmer." She said, "We weren't aren't even in the same competition." She said, "You would never be my competition," and I was like, "Yikes!" So I mm-hmm. had thought about that. That that bold, you know. This is me. You know, Drake is his. It's kind of like that old to a woman or trying to get back with somebody or gaslighting, you know, being a narcissist, but at the same time, love and toxicity. And Beyonce is kind of like, I guess her goal, one of her many goals, because she has several, some known, some not so much, but to make, I guess, people feel like you're that only person. I'm this only different thing. And when she says that, she said, I'm twisted. I instantly think of 
when I heard twisted person, I think of a snake. That's what I think about. I just think when I think of twisted, I just kind of get that's the vision I get. And when she said, keep him addicted, lies on his lips, I lick it. So he got the lies on his lips and she licked the lies off. So the visual I get of that, Mm -hmm. you know, my mind is a little out there. So the visual I literally get is like the words lies going across the lips, just like like that, and then she lick it off. So what are you saying? So Mm -hmm. if that's the case and you licking lies off his lips, does that mean you telling lies? That's how I, my mind works. You second head, no, why? <laughs> well, I mean, it, I mean, I guess lyrics yeah, are always up for whoever is yeah. receiving them, right? Perceiving them. Mm-hmm. So, but for me, what I got from that, especially the twisted line, was that she's multifaceted, okay. meaning she likes little toxicity, but she's also like she she's a loyal, kind, decent person, but she has another side to her. And I think the sure. and the lies off is like I know he's lying, but this is this feels uh-huh. good right now type of thing okay. yeah that's what i i got and i think that goes in with culture too because a lot of of coaches moving towards that like i know he lying but or i know she lying but i don't really care about that right now like i'm in it for the it made me again what? think of sweet life because she was like is he missed the right no not he probably not mm-hmm. but i'm i'm with this right now so i guess it mm-hmm. kind of correlates with that mm-hmm. um Marcus, you want to add before I go to the next part of the lyrics, or? Yeah, no, I I, I agree one hundred percent. Like, I, I'm I'm I want to. Well, you yeah, doing another Alien Superstar lyric or another song? Uh, okay, yeah, we'll keep going. Keep going. I, so you know, that's what you are. Paletto's <laughs> kicking vintage crystal <laughs> off the bar. Category bad bitch. I'm the bar. Alien superstar. Whip whip. What I can say about this song is obviously when you think of alien and you think of a person, you think of someone who's unique, who's different, who's not like most people, who's literally not like one of them and not somebody that just uses that as a caption. So, (laughs) so with that, so with that, what I like and what I don't like is kind of what you were saying about TikTok. This world is moving into accepting people who are unique, who are weird. That's a trend now. Well, it's accepted, but it's also a trend. And I don't like that trend because now people Mm -hmm. are trying to make themselves seem like, oh, I'm just so different and I'm unique. But there's nothing different or unique. Mm -hmm. And that's not even being shady. It's just like I should be able to not look at you because some people you got to start talking to them. But I should be able to get an aura about you and say something that's different based on what you're interested in. Sometimes how you look, you know, what you posting. And a lot of the times that's not the case. So I, yeah. I guess, you know, that's um, in this song to me, this was one of the examples of her talk singing or like doing kind of like poemish kind of. And some of these songs she was giving me Maya mm-hmm. Angelou. I'm not sure why. That's just the vibe I was getting. I'm like, why you make that face? <laughs> I think that's the only poet you can think no, of. It's not. It's, but I get But poetry. it's not. But just like it was just like some of the transitions was giving me. Um, is it the curves of my that was this kind of. I got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see what you said. No, I get that too. So yeah. let's move on into Church What's Girl. On? So we didn't get all the lyrics for Church Girl. And, and when I want y'all to say this, I call everybody to the car, but I don't care who you are, whether I like you, don't like you. And because like I said, I'm like Khalees. I ain't scared of Beyonce. So because Khalees ain't get canceled. <laughs> if anything, this is the first person that went against Beyonce and got praised. Everybody else mm-hmm. got canceled. Anne Marie got canceled. 
Carrie Hilson got canceled. Keisha Gold Cole got canceled because she talked about somebody she loved. I don't think Beyonce was wrong in how she handled the Khalees situation. Trick Daddy was canceled. Trick Daddy once canceled. You don't think Beyonce? And he ain't even said You don't nothing. think Beyonce was wrong? Huh? The way she handled the Khalees situation? Well, no. how she, what did I mean? How, so, you know the situation with Khalees and she, Khalees was upset. Remember we talked about it. She was upset because she used a piece of milkshake in one of the songs and she didn't Basically, put honor Khalees with it, which we talked about earlier. She she credit she 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 went through the proper channels to have it credited. So here is the problem. Here here is the thing. The common courtesy is to call an artist and be like, "Hey, you know, if I'm jerking, I want to sample, you know, something that I would I want to say sample some of Jay's vocals." Then I can call him and be like, hey, Jay, look, I'm just wanted to let you know I'm doing this. But the legal side has already been taken care of. Mm-hmm. Beyonce sampled the drums from Milkshake. She did not sample Khalees' lyrics, voice, sound on that song. And she went through the proper channels to do that. This has been, Khalees and Beyonce has had problems before. Yeah, that's why I was like, which one are we talking about? If I don't rock with you, what am I calling you for? You know what I'm saying? Now the producer chose to use this for this track, whatever. Okay, y'all got it cleared. Okay, cool, whatever. I ain't got to call this girl. Like, there's no reason for me to. Now, if we got a relationship, if we cool, then yeah. Like, I'm hey, I'm just letting you know I'm doing this because that's what Khalees said. She was like, even some white pop artist she referenced, she was like, even she called me. Like, we two black women, we should be able to talk. It's like, well, yeah, but you didn't you didn't say stuff about me in the past. I don't really rock with you like that anyway. I, I just use the beats. Personal though, you look shady. Yeah, yeah, and I and that's definitely what it was. Yeah, I think police took it personal because she knew Beyonce didn't have to contact her, but she would have, but she wanted her to, and that's all that that was. Because Khalees, Khalees knew about that. She knew about that, but also another piece about it is Khalees doesn't own the produ- the production part. to that song. Like that goes that went through um that actually went through the Neptunes. It went through Pharrell and them because they was the ones that produced Milkshake. So, like, that's another thing she's upset about because you don't own the publishing to the beat as well. So, not only do you didn't have to be contacted at all, literally at all, because this didn't have this part didn't have nothing to do with you. Your voice has something to do with you because that's your voice. So that's why I say I don't knock Beyonce for how she handled that situation. But that's I get Khalees though because it's not the only time Beyonce has done that. But, it's not. It's not. But I yeah. Get it. Like I also get it from this. People might say like you're. I really feel like. It's more so them wanting to feel like they want, they don't want to feel, they know Beyonce is larger than life. They don't want to feel like it's beyond respect. Mm -hmm. Like she can do whatever beyond respect. And I feel like when you're that big, sometimes you have your team handle stuff. So that personal affect is not there. That's why I have a team. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like some people want to hear from Beyonce to have that personal moment with her. But mm-hmm. it's not like she's not wanting to do that because you see her in the studio with Future. You see her in the studio with Migos. You, you know what I mean? She can do it. You see her in the studio with Bum B. You know, she can do yeah. it. Yeah. But it, it's clearly she, she has to feel comfortable. Okay. So now let's move on to the church girl. So I didn't get all the lyrics, but I got some because I'm going to give my take on it once I get over these few lyrics and then I want y'all to go. So church girl. Lord, make me, Lord, place me, 
Ooh, ooh, <laughs> I want to be centered. Ooh, I want to be centered. Ooh, I want to be centered in thy will, will, will. And then, of course, you know, Papa like a thotty, church girl don't hurt nobody. This is what I'm going to say today. Those lyrics in themselves, you know, I get most people are going to say, oh, well, you know, like Marcus said earlier, well, people grew up in church and they want to, you know, have fun and all that good stuff, too. I hear what you're saying. But it's just some times where I feel like if you're going to be ratchet and all that good stuff, I just feel like it's a time and a place. And then I didn't. And when she did those lyrics, mm-hmm. it was very sexual. So I just feel like that's kind of like, mm-hmm. why are we doing moaning and groaning saying the Lord's name? That's my thing. If you want to have all these songs that's doing what you're doing, that's fine. But then when you, it's like, why mix together? I get the logic of why, but why church girl? Why couldn't it have been bougie girl or <clears throat> proper girl or, you know? Well, because to me, that was more so what she was trying to get across. Like, I was listening to another podcast that was talking about this and they made a great point. Like Beyonce, Beyonce had to be clean for so long. That's what I like Beyonce was out here married, having sex, having a child. And to be honest, to me, it really wasn't until um, self-titled where I felt like Beyonce was able to step, which is my favorite Beyonce album, when she was actually able to to step into that light of being sexual, of being grown and all that, which is crazy because she was in her 30s when she dropped that. And married. So it's like, <laughs> married, already got a daughter, mm-hmm. like clearly has been having sex. So what are we talking about? No, like, I, I, and like, no, go ahead. like to me, she had to be that clean for so long and, 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 and kind of, even with Destiny's Child, they kind of always like would make this music, but still had to kind of bring it back home to the church every now and then, you know? And to me, I felt like she just kind of like, look, I'm done with this. Like, yes, I was a church girl, but I also, I know the church girls also still want to do this and want to do that. And I don't think it's necessarily towards disrespecting the Lord's name. Um, because what, what, <laughs> and people killed me with that because, okay, y'all coming to her about this when people disrespect the Lord's name all the time, no, but it's do. Beyonce. I, I so she has them. to be perfect. Not just her. But, yeah yeah like so that's the piece to me i feel like just because it's beyonce that's why y'all that's why y'all feel like nah you supposed to you're not supposed to do this you know it's like bro look she can do whatever the hell she want she can do whatever the hell she want because people it's plenty of people out here disrespecting the lord's name in many ways and most of them go to church every sunday so let's not sit here and act like everybody is perfect in that aspect um and i think the song is creative like yeah it's church girls so you it's important because to the note that you actually said, Izzy, the problem you have with the song, I think, is also a problem in society. Um, I think over-sexualizing is not something that happens. I, I think I don't think it's something that's natural. I think it happens because of how unnatural people make sex out to be. And it's in yep. the Bible, um, but I feel like it is hard for you to hear a moan that's nothing. Talking about the Lord, right? I think it's I think it's hard to hear, but I don't think it's disrespectful. I think because right, I don't think she's telling girls to just go out and be promiscuous. I think she's telling girls to, you know, impart on their sexuality and not be ashamed Embrace. of yeah. who they are yeah. because that shame could actually turn you into a whore. The whore. That shame could actually I'm I'm talking like you know, yeah. so like yeah. 
I feel like it's a celebration of what is natural to keep it from being nasty. You get that? I feel like there's a borderline, and I feel like it gets nasty when people are just like holding in stuff for the sake of it's not present. It's not publicly I'll say well. This, the album in itself, we're not gonna sit here and say it was terrible because you know Crystal thinks it is. I should have <laughs> said her down to her last night. What Christmas? Oh, <laughs> she said they need to just go ahead and come on with the second one. But what I was, oh wait, wait, before you make your point, hold on. Sorry, because it just came to me. Because when we talk about sexuality, this album was also, I think, an ode to like Marcus said, the LGBTQ plus community. Um, no, absolutely. I feel like we are talking about that a lot in society. What's on TV mm-hmm. that's different now. Was um was what that's was, that's all the superstar was to yeah, me. Yeah, what, like, what was being bombarded with? I think what she decided to do was let's connect everybody, right? Because I really don't think mm-hmm. fundamentally everybody who is taken back by what um that community does is problematic. I think it's confusion a lot of times because it's not something we're used to, right? And I think our yeah. our responses are honest responses sometimes to that, but I think. The more that we see it, the more that we understand they're just like us too. And I think making music that all of us, like that community and us can enjoy is like bringing us together. So um, I got from this album, there's a lot of that owing to that and it's clear clear in her um, features, right? Um, What she is conveying, I think they are... I don't like to say they, because they're not like a species. I just don't want to say the wrong thing. But I think that community is working in, now they're starting to have their mark on culture more. And they have made a mark mm-hmm. on just culture that's not talked about either. Right. Let me tell you, I told you, that's the purpose of this show, because there's a lot of questionable lyrics. And this the lyrics, <laughs> I'm about to say, don't even have nothing to do with this song. But the comment about the, I take the page of the Bible, use it as a tampon. Like, that's one of them lyrics where it's like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's just, mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. I, I, I get what people get from the song because I don't want to spend all day on this song because it's, you know, it is what it is. Cause I, 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 can't, I can't take it off with it. I didn't, she ain't take my drum, so I can't, you know. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I would just say that I, I get what she was, I guess, going for. I just think that sometimes it's one of those. And we can maybe always agree and disagree. It's a time and a place. But like I said, like Marcus said, that goes across the board, not just for Beyonce. But I get what he's saying, where people just try to say, oh, it's Beyonce. We're going to make her. No, no, no. We're going to need to nail everybody to the cross. I've always been that person. And I'm like that in regular life. And Montreal, you know, for a fact, with certain things. I don't say, oh, get mad at Timmy because he said something crazy. No, you need to get mad at Sarah, too. Not just, you know, we need to hold everybody mm-hmm. accountable. So that's, that's my main thing. It's all wrong across the board. But I get, you know, we can agree to disagree on the tapes and all that stuff. But ultimately, if you heard the song and with all the goat blood and the, uh, all of it, and you like, you know, oh, I feel wavy then it is what it is I, honestly i feel like it's the same thing with uh what's his face uh what is his name the the rapper who came out as gay Which one? uh uh Lunar. Lunar. so you know when he did the shoe thing right i feel like it's mm-hmm. she's gonna catch backlash for that i get the sensitivity so i get your sensitivity i, I would have some i have 
that that tampon there got the shoe thing. Oh, with the with the blood yeah. in the shoe. Yes, yeah, so okay, I, I, I forgot about that. Okay, yeah. Because so many take the Lord's name in vain, um, especially now. Yeah, that was I feel weird. like people make weird. a mockery of religion. Uh, if you believe in God, people make a mockery of you. So I, I definitely get your protection of that when it comes to trying to mainstream yeah. it, for sure. Um, I just think that yeah, there are so like good messages in that messed up message, you know. Well, well like, that's the thing. I, a lot of things, no matter what you believe, don't believe in, and know everything is multi-purpose. So even if to the surface is one thing, it's always an underlying meaning, and it could be good or bad, and that's with everything. So I think that's the main thing, and of mm-hmm. course, having conversations like this, and and we're not even gonna get on little Nas X personally. I don't. I'm, I'm not going to say never do a bar breakdown of his stuff, but I, I don't see it. He just, he's good at what he does. He's a troll. Hey, I, the, he's the man, the man, the man makes, the man makes good music. I ain't going to lie to you. He makes good I music. I think he's but I agree. shadow because of the troll behavior. Because I think right, he does right, right, make right. good music too. I think. Marketing genius though. Right. And that's he what knows, I think he knows, he knows about too. He knows in terms of like. You doing controversial stuff for marketing and to be a, create a buzz, but it has an adverse effect on people who actually believe in these things because True. now people who believe in you, right, or, or who don't have a God and they've made you their God, unfortunately, they are like, okay, what he's saying is bond. <laughs> so like anybody that's you know going against him is 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 uh, is um. But to me, that's a that's a problem. To me, that's more so a problem with the listeners, yeah. rather than a problem with the right. artists. Like, I'm look, I'm a Drake. I'm a I'm, there's he doesn't have a song. I got 20 Drake songs that's unreleased on my phone. You know what I'm saying? Like, I listen to everything this man does, but never if I'm about to be like, yeah, whatever he say is, you know, that's it. You know, that it's like, oh, y'all got to still be able to think for yourself, but no, no artist should have y'all in that much of a what they do, and no person in general. Know that that's why they do certain things. Yeah, they do know that because if you if you're taking in the accolades of being that influential, mm-hmm. you gotta kind of take in the heat of using the influence incorrectly. That's the only thing. That's that's true because I'm I've always been. He's losing me now. Yeah, I must admit he's losing me now. But I've always been a big Uzi fan, and he to me has been somebody that's kind of drove into the skid of like oh yeah i know these people are gonna do whatever i say believe whatever i do or say and like that i just don't like that. and that's the thing really too like it's unfortunate because music has an influence really all this stuff has an influence and that's why i'm so big and try to be conscious of what i listen to and watch because stuff has speaks to your subconscious whether you realize it or not that's why all these people act like they don't yeah. love in hip-hop because that's all they watch or these react they go and mimic that in real life yeah. we talked about that the other day you know these songs you yeah. wonder why you listen to certain songs he ready to fight you whether you listen to certain songs he ready to cry where you all of a sudden thoughts you never even had before these some of these songs come on and you got in your head now or even if you don't want to do it you'll entertain the idea of doing something you never wanted to do so uh yeah, a psychologist true. brought up the fact that with black men who they uh, put on a pedestal, you'll see a lot of that in them um, just off of consciously, I mean, unconsciously receiving all of that, right? So you'll you'll have a yeah. Drake. So Drake is somebody in real life in terms of like, there's a man who feels like, hey, you know, I'm a kind person. I'm a lover boy, you know what I mean? But at the same time, society's telling me I have to be on the whole. So, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, and, and right, exactly. I feel like there are men who, who, you know, was Giveon 
album one, right? And now give <laughs> album two. To me, to me, Kevin Samuels was a perfect example of that. Like that brought out the way a lot of niggas feel about themselves. And women. Underneath all of that, yeah, and women, yeah. All right, so let's get into the last song of Beyonce, which is Summer Renaissance. Okay, you sexy MF. That's the last. That's the last one, right? That's the last track, right? So it says, "You sexy MF boy." You. No, I mean like that's the last track on the album. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So you sexy. He said that was (laughs) You sexy MF boy. You growing on me. I want to thug you. The category is B. You gangster MF boy. You growing on me. Black silicone and rubbers, I can feel it through those jeans growing on me. I'm feeling way too loose to be tied down. Can you see my brain open wide now? Come get what I came for, hella night now. Know you love when I role play who I am. I'm Doc, I'm a nurse, I'm a teacher. Dominate is the best way to beat you. Sorry about yesterday, now the sweet stuff. You a sweetie pie, come let me eat you. All right. So, um, obviously, we know what you're talking about. She danced in the dance hall music, and I guess the dude she's danced with, obviously, like, she feels him growing, obviously, you know, lower body. Mm-hmm. She feels the rubbers. What is black silicone? I think she was, like, just being descriptive oh, okay, okay, okay. Of, of the myth. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. wow. Oh, yeah. I didn't know either. But she said growing up. She said growing up, so that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I obviously got when it said I'm feeling too loose to be tied down. So I guess she's saying it's just like this, just for the night. Can you see my brain wide open now? Is it like is she basically saying, "Kid, you know what's on my mind"? Is that what she basically saying? Yeah. Okay. Like yeah, you know what I'm on. Like yeah. Yeah. Then of course yeah. she says, "You know when I'm role playing, I'm a doctor, I'm a nurse, I'm a teacher. Dominates the best way." Then she said, now the sweet stuff, you a sweetie pie, you know. I remember remember that time I said that to Ro, I was playing. I said, she posted a picture. I said, you look good enough to eat. But I was playing, and she was like, call the cops. So with a lot of these lyrics through the album, through the pictures she posted, and I'm sure the videos, the vibes I get from this Beyonce album, honestly, is Jennifer's body. Have y'all seen that movie? Mm-mm. With Megan no. Fox? So it came out Mm-mm. like 2009. Basically, Megan Fox was the girl. She went to this rock concert and they, and they put a demon in her. And so when she came comes back, um, she looks the same. Like she she lit a uh, um, a lighter on her tongue. It didn't burn. And like I feel like I did see that. Oh, that's where that came from. Yeah. I've seen that before. Um, she okay. would seduce men and then eat them up, like literally, not like yeah, okay, I did see up. that, like. You know, because you know, niggas be like, she ate me up. No, I don't know. Just eat up, you ain't coming back from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, That's the vibes I get. Like, even with some of her pictures and how she be looking, she giving, and that may be part of her role, you know, like the seduction. Yeah, I feel like it's part. So, like, her lemon, it was lemonade, and then it, I mean, I don't consider Black is King like Beyonce I album, I guess. No. So, like, Lemonade is her last, right? And so I feel like that album was about the reconstruction of her marriage and the strife that she took us through the strife that came from that. And I think now she's saying, hey, like, I wanted to embark, you know, and do these things too that you was out while and doing, you know what I mean? But she's saying like, you know, I've always been capable of it too. I think a lot of men don't recognize that about women. Not all men, some men, no women can be sexual beings too, but I think in this she's like taking control over the fact that I want to seduce you because I I've been seduced and lied to before, right? 
And I mm-hmm. think it's like, okay, y'all heard me as the good girl who stood by her man. And this is another side of me. Like, don't get it twisted. And I think that's true in society today, too. You see the girl or the guy who got their heart broken and now they're a dog. Although I don't think she's necessarily talking about Jay-Z. I think she's role-playing talking about Jay-Z. I don't mm-hmm. think she's saying, like, I'm out dancing with a stranger. He's the stranger, well, right? So, like, he's the new when she thing. Say, yeah. you know when you love role-play. So I figured that's, yeah. Yeah. Seduction, so Beyonce, is my favorite. Me, too. Because I, I feel like, like that's what she really is. Yeah, I feel like this is her showing. Like the first time I heard partition, I was like, "Oh, this is this 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 what I like." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, like that whole that whole like that whole build up. What's the what's the song before partition? When she rapping? Boom, boom, boom. What song is that? It's like the uh, the drop the bait, then the oh, bass yeah, get the low. Radio, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yonce, Yonce, and what it is? Yonce, yeah. So like that that Beyonce is my favorite. So like Summer Renaissance, like her her giving that like you know seduce, you know sexualize. I'm in control sexually. You know I'm telling you what I want. I'm letting you know what I want to do. I love that because, like you said, I feel like that's showing who she is. That's showing how she is. That's showing that like that's the side she likes to embrace. And I and I appreciate that. Like I'm I like this. I like it because I like that she's willing to share that with us. So exactly. like, I feel like that's- I, I like I enjoy that side of her whenever she decides to do that type of stuff. It's hard for me. I will say that it has been hard for me to see her in this. I love it, but at the same time, I have that like kind of how you know how it was about Megan. Like I kind of have that like dang because like I was rocking with you for these reasons. I guess you were a natural whatever woman speculation or whatever i don't care if she's done something to her body but she's done something right so the thing is i think i used to put it like why do kim kardashians have to exist if if beyonce has been able to be a superstar and been able to be her natural self right so i think people will find that hard to take in but i see it as look like she's had she's a human she's had babies a lot of women struggle with their bodies after they have babies she's been used to a certain she thing twins, she has bro. the money to do these things and to feel better That's about me. herself um and she made huh? like not saying if she was single would it be an issue right. because i don't think that at all but, but know, even more so the fact that she's married like yeah oh, it's come like, on. i don't think she's doing it for society more than it is to make herself get in tune with that part of herself yeah. the sac- sexual yeah. seeing herself as sexy again and not just the mom which is what a lot of women struggle with when they have kids but that's the thing too though because even mm-hmm. if she did get surgery she's 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 the one of the people that I I make an exception to with the with the surgery thing cuz it's like you get it that's fine but please just work out cuz a lot of people you know and that's the thing I don't care. I'm about to say I don't, I don't care anybody I mean, get surgery like it, do, do what you is, want with your body as long as it look good and, and it's like I said as long as it look good cuz i mean healthy and, and right that's i don't want to yeah. I was about to say, regardless of how it look, as long as you're you're healthy yeah, yeah. afterwards. And some people die doing this. Literally, because people have complications. <laughs> I mean, they do. Yeah, literally, as long you as you look good. Because there's some people that I found that guy that I said, I ain't even know. And then there's other mm-hmm. people I was like... Exactly. Come on now. I can tell. And I, and I don't want right. to be able to tell. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. But, yeah. All right, so yeah. rate this album 1 to 10. What would y'all rate it? Eight. Yeah, so far, I'm, I'm I got to give this a more listens. Yeah, I, w- I was listening to it again this morning, just you know, just because you know we was doing this, 
and I enjoyed it even more yeah. this time than I did the first time. Like, so I, I'm gonna probably have to put it. It's, it's about an eight, maybe eight point five, but eight for sure. All right. So let's move into one of the closing segments, sidebar. I think, as always, I have a theme when I'm comparing and contrasting two people, and the main thing that I get is just be okay with trying new stuff, going out, stepping out your comfort zone, but then also still showing people mm-hmm. that you're still you. But it's okay to step outside the box, try something new, change up something. You know, these people went ahead and dropped full albums that is unlike anything ever done before. Marcus suggested, which I definitely see that, yeah. you know, they were kind of prepping you for it. But then maybe they weren't. Maybe it was just a, I tried this song these 20 years ago. And then it was like, hmm, you know, what if I did an album just all like this? So I'm all for, like I mm-hmm. said, Taking, trying, thinking outside the box, doing, some, trying something you've done before, and then in this season trying it again because you may get more results. We talked about that earlier with the TikTok person. Maybe he didn't yeah. work in that season, but maybe this season, maybe guys saying try it again. Um, any closing remarks before we head out today? We had a great conversation. So anything y'all want to say or plug before we go? I think changes should be more receptive to people. I think it's hard for people. And mm-hmm. I think with these albums, that's another good thing that can happen is allowing artists to reinvent themselves in ways that they probably wanted to be originally, but couldn't. Um, and being open to more things, being more open to diversity, not just within race, but in all things, um, because I feel mm-hmm. like it just makes you a better, a well-rounded person. Um, and it'll help you adapt because as we can see, life is ever changing. It's hard to keep up with even trends, right. That are right in front of you all the time. So just being prepared for a new thing to happen and just being receptive of that. So that's what, cause I wasn't at first with these two albums, but I'm happy that I gave them both a chance because I actually like them and I like what yeah. they represent now too. So yeah. that's cool to me. So I know his album wasn't a part of this conversation, but I do want to just since we're talking about change to me, Kendrick did that with this album. You know, he he showed he showed a different side of Kendrick. He talked about trauma. He talked about, um, you know, he talked about the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. He talked about um, his problems and struggling to be a good husband, like all of these things. And showed us a new side. So I think with you talking about three of the biggest artists of our generation, I'm willing to say, you know, doing all that in the same year, I think it just kind of goes to show that, like, you know, people are willing to change and show us a different side and experiment more, which is great to see. Because I I hope more artists, more artists decide to do it as well. All right. So as always, we ended off with just asking the people who y'all got. Do y'all take Beyonce? Do you say Drake? Let me know in the comments why. DM me, inbox me, all that good stuff. Um, that's all we got for today. I want to thank my first ever guest for coming through. This was the longest episode, but I know everybody's going to listen to everything because it was an interesting <laughs> conversation. All right. So, for sure. as always, no matter how many bars we got, we're going to keep climbing. Peace.